Yes, people, we are live at the Albert JTV Weekly Surgery Late Night Appointment. 8 p.m. start, people. But before we get into episode 26 of Weekly Surgery, let's hit the intro. Footballing community. Waiting time is now over. The Albert JTV practice is now open. The surgery required is Premier League talk and any other business. Let's get to work. Welcome to the weekly surgery. And there you have it, people. Surround intro, weekly surgery intro into Albert JTV. Episode 26, people. It has been a while since I've done weekly surgery, actually. Um, it'd be interesting if I'll get the banner going along the screen. Of course, I've got amazing guests with me. Um, well, apart from the team she supports, but other than that, I, I love her to pieces, to be honest. But uh, people, obliterate the like button. You can watch this live on Facebook, YouTube, and of course, formerly known as Twitter, but it's now called X. But I still call it Twitter anyway. So people, watch and share and like on all three platforms. Now, as you can see, people, I've got a special guest with me. This is almost like a football Tinder date for me because this is me and Holly alone. And actually, she hasn't got the responsibility of doing anything in the chat box because she actually is officially a guest. This is not a collaboration. Well, it is, but it's not, technically speaking. Um, because it's only going live on Albert JTV. So my YouTube Tottenham wife, it has been a while. Um, I've been neglecting you, so I apologise for that. But obviously, um, there's good reasons for it. But how have you been? And welcome to Weekly Surgery again. No, I've been good. It's it's nice to come on and have to push buttons. I'm not going to lie. Um, I'm very much looking forward to, to being the guest. I'm excited. It, it, I, I was trying to keep a straight face when the intro was finished because, because Holly was dancing in the background while the intro was going live at the time. So I, I managed to keep a straight face just about. But I know you know, I know how much you love my intros. But, um, it's very vibey. I love it. <laughs> well, I, I do. I do try. It's like it's like a, it's like a football version of Ibiza. Um, <laughs> But yeah, we've got plenty to talk about. And people know the format of weekly surgery. Obviously, they know I am somewhat beloved Arsenal. Holly obviously supports her beloved Spurs. But uh, we will talk about that. But we're going to talk about a number of different things, actually. So what we're going to do, we're going to kick off with something that's been spoken about for quite a few days. Maybe even a week. Um, now, let me get it up on the screen. Because, um, yes, people, topic, women in football discussion. Hashtag plenty to talk about. You better believe it. I should have put it as a hashtag as well. Um, now, Holly, we had, private, we had a private chat. Um, obviously, we talked about the agenda of the show. Now, I know you didn't really want to sort of kind of talk about it, but I did want to talk about it with you because um, I have a lot of love and respect for you. Um, I think you're an amazing content creator. And I think with what's happened in the last three or four days, maybe a week or so, whatever it's been, um, because of a certain Mr. Barton, um, we, we, we know the intentions now. Well, we do know now why he's been doing what he's been doing. Um, but I think I went, I was kind of thinking about how I was going to broach this subject with you because I know you didn't really want to talk about it. But um, I think the first thing I sort of want to say to you is um, what kind of made you want to get into the football side of it with a YouTube channel? Um, on top of that, how have you found it? In, and I'm going to ask it in two different ways, if this makes sense. So I'm going to ask you how you found it in terms of when you first started. And then obviously fast forward to how you feel about what you do now in terms of how you enjoy it and the negatives and the positives, if that, if you, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah, so I kind of got into it uh, during lockdown. Um, like most people found a new hobby uh, during lockdown um, because... Although I was playing quite high football at the time, I wasn't really enjoying my football anymore. And yeah. I knew that I loved watching Tottenham. So I thought, why don't I combine the two, talk about football with other football fans? Um, so that's kind of what, what got me into it. Um, and then from there on, um, fast forward to now, um, I do a show every Monday and I've been lucky enough to get so many different guests on from ex-players to, to people on the telly. And it's, it's really nice to have that feeling that actually... Some people actually think I do talk some sense, which is quite nice. I know it's not all the time, uh, but when no, I no, it's it, not actually. It's... No, it's not all the time actually. But no, but go on, speak. Go ahead. Sorry. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, 
I found the journey okay. Um, I think I found it worse when I was on Twitch and, and playing FIFA because I thought before I started talking about football, I'd play FIFA. Um, and you'd, you'd get a little bit of, of negative um, like talk. But to me, I, I just felt like, you know what, if I'm going to entertain it, they'll probably get bored. And that's, that's normally what happens. Um, I think people that, that kind of start this kind of chat do it because they want to rise. And if I'm not going to give it to them, it doesn't really matter. So that's why I just kind of banter and ignore them, basically. I think that's just the way I approach everything, if that makes sense. If I want to do something, I'll do it because I enjoy it. And no one's going to tell me that I can't, basically. Because I've had you on for my content series, people, um, for life stories, um, which I've had some amazing guests on. And particularly with the uh, female side, I've had yourselves and Everton Rose on. I've had PG Princess Guna. I've had Sophie, um, I've, I've had loads of female representation. And I've always asked the same question in terms of um, sort of how you found it as a female within a manosphere space in terms of football. Um, do, do, you, do you find it worse on any particular platform or have you experienced it worse on any particular platform? Because I, I always say, Holly, and I always believe this, I've said this to so many people, Instagram and X are completely different platforms for promoting your stuff. I find that. Um, you're gonna, yes, you will normally get, you'll get some weirdo or idiot that wants to say something um, to try and get a rise, but they are very different platforms. Do you find that as well? And also what's your experiences as a female in football with both um, sort of aspects of that social media? Uh, to be honest with you, I don't, really no I think the trouble is for me I don't really take anything seriously which is probably I'm the wrong person to talk about if I've had anything negative because if I do I just kind of pass it off uh if that makes sense um but I know people that have had it and I know that they're very much like me and they're just like yeah whatever cool say a bit um but I know some people that has gotten them down sometimes and I think to myself it's just a lot of jealousy I think that's that's all it is and, and the thing is for me as well I know it's not every male. I mean, you have me on this show. Do you know what I mean? You've had loads of, of I, 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 And I still don't know why I've still got you on the bloody show. No, that's very true. Me. But <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. it's I'm not one of these people to say everyone's against me because the thing is, that's not true. And, and the thing is as well that sometimes, I know we weren't going to talk about it, but I am now. And the thing is with me is the fact that when I was playing football, it wasn't all female. It was my dad. It was Jay. It was um my my friends that the boys do you know what i mean yeah. it, it's very much everybody's supportive it, it's just a very select few i think that that i found um personally yeah and that sort of leads on to the segue listen um i'll come with my little monologue and i'll sort of bring you in um sort of being involved in the social media aspect of it um it's given people a freedom and a license to um, how can I put it politely, express their views, um, racism, sexism, misogyny, the, the list is endless. Um, as for Mr. Joe Barton, um, I think he started out this season, he was manager of Fleetwood Town. I think he got sacked. I can't remember when it was. Um, and I've got to be honest, when I saw the comments, Holly, I, I thought to myself, I don't get where he's going with this. I understand why people tweet or say certain things, um, whether that be I on TalkSport, for example, or certain other media platforms or people that come on X and tweet certain things and, yeah, done for attention. But I, I generally couldn't understand what it, where he was going with this. Um, sort of, And then there was more tweets and there was more quote tweeting. I thought, I, I really don't get this. I find him probably one of the most vile, distasteful guys I've ever come across in terms of a footballer on and off the pitch. That's my own personal opinion. Um, and... But then, obviously, the more interaction there was, apparently he has a podcast. Um, I don't know whether that's actually gone live yet or he's had it before. I, I don't really know. I don't really care. But then it kind of made a bit more sense. But what, what was your sort of initial thoughts? Um, generally, what you was what you what you heard, um, and obviously, um, as, as a female being involved in the space as well. But before you before you come in, um, I thought it was interesting. I thought Emma Hay spoke brilliantly actually when she was asked the question um and i do and i think this but this is my own personal view as well and i agree with what she was saying i think football out of many sports is probably 
the one sport where I think she mentioned where male privilege um, is still quite large in existence. Um, so yeah, just your general thoughts about my monologue and the, the sort of the comments that have come out. Well, in true Holly fashion, I decided he was an egg and that was it and moved on. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I just don't really have time of day for it. Like I said, if, if I want to do what I want to do, I'm not going to let someone stop me. And I've watched the Emma Hayes thing and I think yeah, she brilliant. put it brilliantly. Um, but I also think as well on the flip side, like I said earlier, throughout my whole footballing career, throughout doing this, it's always been okay. There's few, my, my friends are female, etc. etc. The, the people I played with were female, but it's always been that my, my male friends and my male loved ones, like my dad, etc., that have been behind me as well. And I think sometimes, as much as there is a bad press, i.e., Barton, there is a lot yeah. of good men out there as well, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I think sometimes when this argument is thrown about, that's kind of forgotten a little bit, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I think the the strange thing, obviously, is um, you know, the hashtag her game two movement has been around. I don't know what, maybe three, two and a half, three years, maybe, maybe a little bit more. And you got the picture of him with the, with the cutout. Now, and I think to myself, well, either you was doing it as a token gesture, or you've had the thoughts that you've had. And and I think as well as well, Holly, obviously, Kevin Keegan came out a few weeks ago and spoke about um, women talking about football in terms of the men's game and the punditry side of it um and it, it's a strange one because i see like i said if i'm if i'm going purely by what i see on the socials people moan all the time so i have it in my fan base i see you probably got it in your fan base they don't like this commentator and this is nothing to do with being a woman by the way mm-hmm. i see me oh i did seb hutchinson i have got to turn it turn these and i'm like well if you feel that strongly about the commentary or, the, or I mean, firstly, who do you want? Who do you want them to do it? That's the sec- that's the first thing. And secondly, if it really offends you that much, you can watch it on mute. Mm. You know, football's not going to stop because you know certain commentators not going to be able doesn't commentate in a way that you like. Um, like I said, when people do things, there's an intention behind it, and we know why he's done it. Um, I mean, I'm not being funny. I don't really see. I'd be shocked. I don't think it'll happen. I don't think Emma Hayes will end up going on his podcast person. I think she's got bigger. I think she's got bigger things to worry about. Um, but I think the wider problem you had, Holly. I don't know if you agree, but is, for example, whoever watches the Let's Soccer Saturday, um, they go to the people that commentate on the games, whether that be in the Championship or League One, maybe even League Two sometimes. And obviously, you have a lot of female representation that do that. I mean, Bianca Westwood did Sky for years, 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 but don't do it. I don't think she does it anymore, but. Um, it's quite a few of them, Katie Shanahan, there's quite a few of them. And, you know, the problem of what Barton was saying, whether you agree with it or you don't agree with it, um, because for some reason in this country, we have to debate we have to debate everything. Holly, I watched programmes such as this morning, I watched Good Morning Britain, and sometimes I see some of the debates they have, and I'm like, is this really a debate? Like, I, I, I generally think we debate for the sake of debating. Now, going back to what I was saying, um, what was I saying before? I think I lose my train of thought before I lose it. So um I just it's it's interesting just in the sense that is it you know for the debate for the sake of debating, but I just think you should be able to watch a game of football, for example, and give analysis about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't I don't really understand the notion of I mean, if you're a female and you play women's football, I mean, you know, obviously they wouldn't have played men's football, so but surely you can sit there in the studio. And analyze tactics and formations and why a team's not playing well. I I don't really un- understand how that correlates, but um, yeah, I think what the that's what I'm saying, Holly. Yeah, so the people that do great work on sort of commentating on games is that I think the issue that you saw was when Mr. Barton says what he says, it gives license for people to say what they want to say. So you know, I'm I'm sure some of the female co-commentators or commentators were getting it in the, in the neck from certain sections of. Um, um, the opposite sex, and that's what you don't want to see. Because at the end of the day, they're only doing their job. Mm. You know, they're talking about football. They're giving what probably what the best of a two-minute update every 15, 20 minutes, or when there's a goal scored. So you might not even hear from them for most of the most of the match anyway. So, um, yeah, sorry, you thought you were going to come in. Sorry. No, I was just going to say. I think it's just like you said. There's for me, regardless if they're male or female, there, there's there's 
for me, it's not a sexism thing. It's a preference. For me, sometimes, like, I'm not going to name names, but there's a certain experts player that I can't stand on Champions League games. But that's not because he's a man. That's because I just can't stand him. Do you know? I think that's, I think sometimes when you bring, it just, like, blows everything out of proportion. But I 100% get the, the things he's been saying and for those women that work in the industry, I can I can totally understand it's probably opened the floodgates uh, for a lot of poorly worded opinions, such as the one that Joey Barton formulated in his brain and then put to X. And I, I think that's just the kind of thing that I'm sat here thinking, you know what? And I think Alex put it 100%. I think it was, was it after the Chelsea Alex, Arsenal yeah, game? She, yeah, yeah I that. I and it was the fact that we're in this game and it's made it a better place for everyone. And I think that's the thing. I think that's what we all kind of forget. Football is for everyone. So everyone is entitled to have their opinion. If I want to call, I don't know, Romero an egg for nearly getting sent off at the weekend, I'm going to say it. Do you know what I mean? I think that's just what we we're definitely, We're definitely going to touch on that. Don't worry about that. <laughs> but um, no, I know you are. Yeah, no, fair play, Holly. Like, I, I kind of, I, I was thinking about how I was going to sort of um, tackle this. This, this subject, I have no problem talking about many aspects of um, football um, on and off the pitch, by the way. But I just thought it was, um, I just wanted to get my, my YouTube Tottenham wife's opinion. But yeah, listen, um, comments like it don't help um, because, like I said, it gives a license to um, a lot of people to feel they can have a go. Um, if you don't like women's football, you don't like the commentary, you don't want to hear the pundits, then just watch the football. <laughs> yeah, just put it on mute at half time or the, 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 the pre match, post match, whatever. Um, but yeah, I'm sure he'll get many people that won't go on his podcast, and, and, and so be it. Um, yeah, but yeah, family, thank you, thank you, Holly, for your amazing <laughs> insight for that. Um, we're gonna gear change. Um, I want to talk about this, Holly, actually. Um, Lauren James, hashtag temperamental, hashtag don't waste your talent. Now, let me give you my little monologue. Um, before I bring you in. Now, what you want to see from players when they make mistakes is to learn from them. <laughs> I don't think that's the case. Um, I saw what I saw. Very calculated. Very deliberate. Um, there's quite clearly a side to her game which um, is not great. I think for her wider international career, uh, we have a top, top manager in Serena Weedman for the England Lionesses. And what you can't have when you played in the major tournament, and we've had it already because she got sent off and left England in the lurch in the last 16 game against Nigeria. Um, and she's done this within the space of a few months. So you think to yourself, it's all well you coming out and apologising for letting your teammates down. But quite clearly, there's a side of your game in terms of your attitude, that stinks. Um, I'm surprised she never got sent off. I'm surprised she never got booked. I'm surprised they didn't see it. I don't know how they never saw it because it's quite in the middle of the pitch. But, yeah, I... I, I mean, I've seen people obviously coming and pile on in the socials yesterday. I was like, you know, she's oh, attitude and don't think she's that good and, you know, selfish and she's having a go. Apparently, she she's having a go at Emma Hayes on, you know, the game yesterday on the touchline or... What did you make of it, Holly, man, to be honest with Lauren James? I think it's exactly what you said. It's just not learning from what happened in the World Cup. We all kind of saw that and we all knew that that's her kicking out and she's quite literally kicked out in this WSL game. Like It's a madness. My, my brain can't compute how she thinks that's okay to do. And I get it. As players, you get frustrated, but you can't take your anger out on an opponent like it just it doesn't yeah. make any sense especially when it's okay if you're going in for a 50 50 challenge and you leave a bit on i'm not going to say that's okay to do but you know what i mean that that's that's yeah. technically in the game but to just do it when she's blatantly stood there and you're just walking past slyly and just giving her a little uh tickle down there well i say tickle down there a legit kebab down your yeah. skin you, you're kind of thinking yeah this is it's not quite right. Um, so, and it's like you said, the fact that she has got abundance of talent, we all saw it on the world stage and she's just, she's just letting herself down really, isn't she? Yeah. And what I will say to that, to go, to go even further, as I said, I said this before, I, this is probably the one, this is probably the best crop or group of England players I've seen, Lionesses players for years. Um, as talented, as talented as she is, England have a very, very good squad. And, you know, they got to the final without her. Um, 
and she didn't pull up any trees in the final, to be honest. And as good as you are, and there are players in the team or players in the England squad, Lioness's squad, that will take your place. Um, and not because you're not talented, it's because you're ill-disciplined, um, which was evident yesterday. I couldn't believe what I was seeing, Holly. I'll be honest. I said, it, it, it was just a slyness the way she done it. Mm. And, and that's as if it was so nonchalant and, you know, I'll get aware of it. Like So, if she wants to have a good England career, obviously Emma Hayes is going at the end of the season. She's going to manage the um, USA national team. So, yeah, um, sort it out, Lauren James. Sort it out very, very quickly because what will happen is teams will see that. International sides will see it and they'll know how to get under your skin and you'll, and you'll do the same thing as you've done in the World Cup and as you did the other day yes, or yesterday. So, um, sort it out and don't waste your talent, young lady. Honestly. So, Holly, the crux of it now, we are going to do Arsenal and Tottenham talk. Now, obviously, I've, I've, I obviously have to ask you questions about your your beloved Spurs, which I'm dreading to be honest. But no, it's fine. It's right. So, Holly, um, spanking win yesterday. Um, I think I had the game down as a draw. I don't know why. But when I saw the in, Newcastle's injuries, they got more injuries than probably about five of the Premier League clubs put together. Um, but um, yeah, back to winning ways. Obviously, I think you had one point in fifteen the draw against City, and then obviously the defeats before that. Um, things aren't looking too rosy. I'll see you a bit quiet on the old um, X timeline. <laughs> Ollie, I've got to say this. There's a lot of Arsenal fans that actually love you to pieces. But they have <laughs> said to me they had to absolutely mute you because they were sick to the back teeth <laughs> of your constant tweets and gathered about Tottenham and, and Big Ange <laughs> and the rest of it. But um, yeah, I thought I'd share that with you. But um, So yeah, emphatic win. Um, was it yesterday? Was it? God, I feel like it was about four days yeah, ago. Yeah, yesterday. I um, know. <laughs> so... Um, how are you feeling after yesterday's win? Obviously, before that, um, you're on a bit of a sticky run. Yeah, I think uh, yesterday's win was much needed. Um, I think there's been too many times where we just haven't been clinical enough. I mean, even in the game against Newcastle, we probably could have had eight. Um, but we just can't seem to find the back of the net. And I think that was kind of, obviously, the West Ham game was annoying, especially, obviously, being so in control. And then those two goals, obviously, absolutely causing us to have a meltdown. Um, but then, obviously, the Newcastle one was a totally change of events. Um, it was great to see Sonny, obviously, coming rather than playing down the middle, he's playing out wide, um, which we haven't seen for a very long time from Sonny, especially with obviously Richarlison not managing to bag any goals, but he managed to bag two this time. So that was lucky and lovely. Um, so no, it was, I was very pleased for him. Um, yeah, it's just a whole different kind of gear change. I think the nice thing was that we went 2-0 up, got to half time, and then there was a bit of 10, 15 minutes into the second half, we were thinking, oh no, not again. Um, but then we managed to get the third and then the fourth. So, I was very pleased, to say the least. We we very much needed it. <laughs> yeah, what was different with that game yesterday in comparison to the other? I know you got to draw City, but because, I mean, that West Ham game, I watched that game. I couldn't believe what I saw in the second half. That, uh -huh. West Ham were dreadful in the first half. I, 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 I've never seen a team give a, a London opposition so much freedom with a park. I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And then in the second half, I don't know what, what happened. I think it's just because we weren't clinical. I mean, the, the amount of dominance we had in that first half, we just kind of threw all our chances away, which then caused, obviously, them to, once they had that opportunity, to be more clinical than us. And I think that's been probably one of our downfalls this season. We want to score the prettiest, most nicest goal, uh, when actually, like we saw against Newcastle, all you got to do is whack the thing into the back of the net. Because um, we get we find ourselves in these really nice parts of the pitch within the box, and then there's no one there to finish it, or we don't play the right ball in the final third. But against Newcastle, it felt like things were actually starting to click, which is quite nice, obviously, with our current fixtures uh, coming up into December. Who have you got next, by the way? Oh, Jesus, now you're testing my knowledge. Uh, got, <laughs> I think we've got Nottingham Forest. I think Bournemouth. That's it, you have, you, have, you have got Nottingham yeah, Forest. Yeah, Nottingham Forest on Friday. Away. I think, yes, away on Friday. Oh, and then I think there's there's Bournemouth, Everton are in the mix. Um so, I mean, Everton's not going to be easy. Um, they're on yeah, something oh, at the yeah, moment. The toffees. Go on, Everton, Rose. Come on, come <laughs> on the toffees. Up the toffees. Um, but no, they're, they're doing a madness, considering they had uh, 10 points deducted off them. Um, it seemed to shot some fire up their butts, basically. Um, so, fair play to them. <laughs> so, who's in, so, obviously, you've got some... You've still got obviously Van der Ven's out for quite a while. Um, Benton Cole got injured again. Um, Romero's back. 
Um, you've got Papi Sop, we love right. So we'll, we'll cover to Ribeiro in a minute. But who's kind of stepped up for you? I know you obviously went on a quite a bit of a poor run, but who was the players you thought, okay, you know what? We ain't played too well. The results ain't been going our way, but who's actually stepped up in that period of where Madison's been missing as well in particular? I'll tell you what, it's probably going to be Saar. And I think he kind of goes under the radar for a lot of opposition fans. And I like that. It can stay like that because uh, I think he's a real, a real gem. But the man is so very young and he is an absolute engine in the middle. It's quite, I mean, you can even talk about Doji as well. Um, he's been incredible. Uh, I think he's, what is he, 21, 22? And I yeah. think the way that our inverted uh, fullbacks play, is just insane. I mean, I can list so many. Although we've had a sticky period, the football's still been really good. And that sounds like a typical Tottenham fan. Uh, the football's great, but we lose. But it, it has been. And that's something that that under Conte and, and Jose, we never really had. And it got to the point where, OK, the football was dire and so were the results. OK, now we're in a little bit of a rough patch, but you can see the progression. It's just not clicking exactly in the final third, whereas Newcastle was... A totally different story. It finally, it finally felt like the pieces were fitting together. But in to answer to your question, because I went off tangent, um, I think it's probably, probably Saar um, and the Doji, and, and maybe Pedro Porro as well, because I think he's gone under the radar too. Uh, I mean, it, even though it pains me to admit, yeah, Pedro Porro has looked, he does look a lot better, better than better than um, kicking row anyway. To be honest, with you. Um, <laughs> but no, um, I was not going to I was going to ask you now. So yeah, with my beloved, my beloved Arsenal, sorry, the beloved. Oh, Tottenham, it's it's gonna clip sick, that. <laughs> no, you're not gonna clip nothing because that was a, that was a slip of the tongue. You must have a laugh, Holly. Yeah, uh, my beloved Arsenal. So yeah, we got a um, yeah, a very frustrating defeat against Villa away. I did the watch long for that. I was, I think I need to start putting trigger warnings and start because I I did swear a few times. I was getting so frustrated. I got to the point I was just saying, just I said, ref, just blow the whistle. I'm done with this game. Just just blow the whistle. I'm sick of this game. Um, I think it's it's the best way I can describe this holiday to you, right? As an Arsenal fan, um, some people watching this live now or watching this back, obviously, for audio listeners, I will put this on the audio so you can hear me and beautiful Holly's dulcet toes talking on doing the live stream. Um, I, I don't know where I, I don't know where I would sit in terms of agents as an Arsenal fan. I'm not over the hill, but I'm not exactly young, so I'm kind of in that bracket of you know, seeing, seeing us win lots of trophies, seeing us been terrible. Um, and I'm in a few Arsenal group. I'm in a few Arsenal group chats. I'm in two main main chats, and I've got my own one that I'm an admin for. And um, you wouldn't, you honestly wouldn't, if you're probably another fan of another club, you honestly wouldn't believe Arsenal when we're near the top of the league. You'd think we're mid table. Some of the stuff in the chat, you would you honestly, you would not believe what you're hearing. I say, what more do like, you want, man? Arsenal, like. <laughs> Near enough to the top of the league, they're top of the Champions League group game. They're top of the Champions League group, and they've got a game to go. Even though we're in the last sixteen, I know what it. I know what it partly is. Um, it's frustration, and people talk about project, and you know, and when's it gonna? When we're gonna win some silverware? Um, there's not many. There's not many cup competitions you can win during a season. That's the first thing. Um, in all the years I've watched football, I don't know too many trophies you can win in December. And that's actually that's that's a rhetorical statement because you can't win any trophies in December. The earliest you can win a trophy is in February in the Carabao Cup, which unfortunately we lost to West Ham to. So we was out of that. So that that I get that point of view. Um our European record is awful as a club, and that's one thing that really, really bugs me. We ain't won the, the League Cup since '93. Um, but we've got an amazing record in the FA Cup. And people say, look, there's two main trophies that Arsenal fans want. They want the Champions League or they want the Premier League. No gimme. We're not favourites for either of them. So when you throw all them things into the mix, into the mixer, and like I said, some of the group chats that I'm in, I'm like, I don't know what else you want. At the moment. At the moment. Um, because Klopp won the Premier League title for Liverpool in his fifth season. If I got that right, I'd People fact check that. Holly, fact check it if you can. If, if you can, if you can multitask. I think he won the Premier League in his fifth season. People go, oh, yeah, but he won the Champions League before that. I'm not talking about the Champions League. I'm talking about the Premier League. I'm being specific for a reason. So, um, Arteta is now in his fourth year as Arsenal manager. I think it's his fourth season. So, 
um, there's a bit of context for people. So I hear about standards and, you know, what we used to be before. That's what used to be before. That's a long time ago. I'll give you an example. The Luton game, I said it'd be tight. I said it would be tight. I didn't think it would be that tight, but I said it'd be tight. Oh, and we're Arsenal. You walk the, wipe the floor of them. And I said, no. I said, look. And we didn't. We beat them 4-3. Playing Villa. I said at the time, people will say, oh, you've been defeated. I said, no, I'm not being defeated. You cannot write off a team or just park a team, put a team to one side who've won 14 home games in a row. I said, I would take the point and run. Oh, we're the Arsenal. I said, what, why, are we, why are you so entitled? I said, Villa are not a poor side. And we went there, went there and lost. I, I don't think we did enough to win the game. I think we definitely should have got a draw with some of the chances we missed. But yeah, it's a weird one in the Arsenal fan base, Holly, because it's like, um, I get the desperation for winning a league title or, a, or a Champions League, but it's not easy. Um, and you can't win trophies in December. I know how much you, I know how much you appreciate Arsenal doing well, Holly, and, you know, you, you know, aiming for things up late. I want to ask you on this question, Ray. What have you made of Arsenal so far this season? Annoying. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Declan Rice annoys the hell out of oh. me because he manages to pop out of nowhere and score a late goal. Wires me up. Um, but no, on a, on a serious note, without my, my Tottenham hat on, um, you are, you I know are it's doing half quite you, well. Take your time, take your time. It's nice half you. <sighs> I know you're doing, you're doing quite well and it, it's frustrating. Okay. Um, as I suppose, especially if I think the thing is with, with trying to put my Tottenham on now again. I think the way we started, considering we lost Harry Kane, uh, yep. considering all this, I know teams have injuries, etc. But the fact we had all those injuries and silly, like I say, silly suspensions, silly suspensions because our players were silly, it kind of stepped us back a bit. Whereas I think if we didn't have that, we still had Madison, we still had Mickey Van der Ven, we'd probably, I know we're not far off of you, but we'd probably be neck and neck with you, if that makes sense, mm. um, which is is a frustrating thing from my point of view. But the fact that you've managed to, to grind out and get points, I know Villa was was unfortunate for you, which I loved. Um, it it, it was true that it was true <laughs> that you said the fact that obviously Villa are a good side and they were a good side because they were against us. But well. it's, it's, it's just very frustrating being a Tottenham fan and, and seeing you. But then I'm also thinking it's so much better this season because we're not playing Conte ball. And as much as I was a fan of Conte ball because I thought he was going to win or something, it didn't. So I'm fully behind, obviously, the Ange trainer. And you you like that with every manager. Whatever manager comes in, you'll back them to the hill. But, yeah, this season I'm, I'm feeling a bit more confident, a bit more excited because I feel like there's actually finally... I know we've we started to get this this rivalry back in the same competition levels the last couple of seasons, but I feel now this season is probably going to be the season that we will go neck and neck. Because I think you are going to drop points here and there, like we said against Villa, and, and we have as well. But I think that's going to balance it out and we're going to see a very feisty end to the season, I think, with us too. Yeah, so where where did where where did you have Tottenham finishing before the start of the season? And also, do you think you get top four? I had us at like sixth or seventh. I thought, oh my god, we're losing Harry Kane. We're going to absolutely implode. I don't. I didn't think. I mean, there was fans saying we're going to be relegation fodder. I was like, um, no, I don't no, think we're no, going to no. be that far down. Yeah. Um, but losing Harry Kane, I think, was obviously he is he is Mr. Tottenham, as everybody used to joke and laugh about. But yeah, he's done so poor at Bayern Munich. I know it's awful. He's doing it fine. <laughs> It's lovely now. Everybody seems to love him again. Um, but no, I think on a serious note, I, I had us about sixth or seventh. Um, I think the way that the season started, I was like, well, oh, yeah, we're definitely getting top four now. Um, and that's me being very naive because then all of a sudden the injuries come in. But I think compared to, to obviously last season, if we had those injuries, we'd absolutely implode. Whereas this season, it feels like even though we've dropped points or even though we've lost a game, there's still progression. And I feel like mm. that's going to serve testament as the season comes on, because when we get into those sticky situations again, we'll know how to cope with them. So I, I'd say we'd, we'd definitely get a European spot. Um, I'd, I'd like to say fourth um, for me personally. I think that that could be doable, um, especially <laughs> with, I think it could be, man, especially with um, teams yeah. around us that are the similar uh, yes. dropping points as well. Do you know what I mean? I think this season it's not where we're seeing Man City are, are, are losing games or drawing games that they shouldn't normally yeah. be drawing. I think it's spanned it wide open, this top six battle. I think it's, I mean, it's nice for once. It's quite exciting. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, um, I think Arsenal, I had, I had, I didn't have Arsenal win the league this season. I said that, I, I said that I had Man City, I said Arsenal finished second. I think I said Liverpool finished third. Um, it looks like we might have a three way, 
a, a free horse race for the Premier League title. And obviously, Arsenal have got Brighton. You've got PSV, obviously. Oh, God, tomorrow? I hope it's tomorrow. Yeah, it's tomorrow. I'm gonna, I think I'm going to miss the game because it's, it's an early kickoff for some stupid reason. I'm annoyed by that. Um, hopefully, Arsenal will rest a lot. They need, to, they need to rest a lot of players because we're through. So, um, And obviously, we've got Brighton on Sunday, which I'll be there for. Um, and then we've got a small factor of going to Anfield away um, two days before Christmas. So that's one result I want every season. I've been waiting a long time for it. But um, I think it's important Arsenal go there and don't lose. Um, last season still wrangles with me not going there and winning after starting so well. But um, I, I think it's important we, don't, we go there and don't lose. Um, it won't be a catastrophe, but I just think in terms of a statement and against one of your title rivals, support we don't go there and um lose but um well this has been very cathartic but there's one more thing to talk about actually match officiating hashtag var hashtag where is the consistency um now obviously you're a tottenham fan but obviously you don't always have to listen to Arsenal content all the time because probably you just get sick of us but um i think i had actually i think you had you j and g talks and, and i spoke about um People talk about Arsenal fans say anywhere about an agenda against us, um, even before the whole Mikel Arteta thing. Um, but my 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 issue is when we played Newcastle and we lost one nil, and the goal stood that Anthony Gordon's goal stood. That was an opportunity for fans at other clubs to put their tribalism aside and call it out for what it is. Now. I'll get involved with some Newcastle fans, but I did not see one Newcastle fan that day come out and say, you know what? That goal should never have stood. Oh, Arteta's a sore loser. Oh, we can't take it. And I'm like, no, 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 come on. You, Eddie House coming out talking about, oh, Mikel Arteta must have seen something that he didn't see. And I just thought, no, nah, you know what? Cool. So when they had their Champions League game against PSG and had that, that the ridiculous penalty that's given against them, I get what Arsenal fans were like. You know what? Good. The decision went against you. Good. Because when it was time to put your tribalism aside, none, not just loads of fans of different football clubs. You didn't want to do it. You don't, you don't want the betterment of the game. So when I see disgraceful decisions, and I'm being polite by using the word disgraceful, <laughs> I don't say anything. I don't say anything. I don't say it should have stood or it, 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 was, it was terrible. I don't say anything because you know what? When it was when we was when we was in the mud with a, a terrible decision where the goal should never have stood. Nothing. No, the goal should have stood. Keep smiling. It's just making me yeah. giggle. Sorry. It's true. No, it's funny. No, it, no, no, because teams will get poor decisions. The refereeing standards in this country for years now has been horrendous. I go back to last season. Now, Arsenal fans do this a lot, right? Because, like I said, I'm in a few group chats and whatever. Oh, you know, but we should, have, we should have taken our chances. And I I understand that. I get it. But you can't brush under a carpet. You can't brush under the carpet a decision that impacts the result of the game. You, you just can't do that. When goals should not have stood. You had, the, you had the incident last season with Palace played Brighton at Selhurst Park. I think they drew the wrong line on the wrong player. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. That was one of the worst decisions I saw last season. I'm not even a Brighton fan. So, fans need to... Like, fair play to people like Goldbridge and Roy Jennings. They, they called it out. They said, no, nah, this is wrong. Mikel Arteta was right to say what he said. And has it benefited us? Absolutely not. You've seen... I've seen some of the decisions when Gabriel's arm socket got pulled out against Luton. I, I, couldn't, I could not believe what I was seeing. And they didn't even... They didn't even refer it. The same thing that oh the, oh, the one the Palace Liverpool game the pal the penalty got given Mateta right oh that's not the same as one with Jesus what it's exactly the same one was given one wasn't given so Holly my question to you is right where do we go from here man because you know these are in, like Arteta said these are important important decisions man. You talk about relegation. You're talking about European places. You're talking about going for a league title. Um, so yeah, just your thoughts generally about the officiating. And yeah, I've spoken from an Arsenal point of view, but I, I'm, I can't lie by what I see. I, I, I didn't even mention the Brentford game last season at the Emirates. <laughs> I don't so, mean yeah, to laugh. I'm, it's just because I I don't really watch the Arsenal games, so I don't really uh, get involved. But no, 
I'm going to be trying to be sensible, but Good. the trouble is, I don't think as much as we moan or as much as managers kick up a fuss, I don't think it's going to change. I think I've got this in my head, right? I think that the game for me that did it was the Chelsea Tottenham one. The fact that I was in the stand, there was about 10 bloody VAR incidents and I had no idea what was going on. And I think that's for me has kind of done it. I'm like, it's like an episode of EastEnders. I think VAR has turned the game into a soap. And the fact that me or you or another rival fan or a manager goes and speaks about it, it means it's got the whole media press for the next week on this past VAR decision. And I think that's just what it is. It's a massive influx of people making content, people talking about it, people keeping it in the news. It's making it stay relevant. And I think that's what the goal is. It's not the goal of making the game better. It's the goal of making it clickbaity, spoken about and earn more money. I think personally, that's what I think it is because there's no way it's benefiting the game. And with, I mean, we spoke about it tonight on my show, the Romero incident. I I still do not understand how that man was not sent off. And I could sit here and say, oh, well, it is what it is. But I still, for the life of me, do not understand. He has kebabbed Wilson. Wilson has gone. The ball is nowhere to be seen. And he's kebabbed him. I just... For me, it's the fact that, like you said, there's no there's no consistency, but that's the way the game is because it's now a Monday and I'm still talking about an incident that was missed because VAR didn't pick up. Do you know what I mean? It's it, I, I, that's I the mean, thing for me. I mean, I don't know if you watch Ref Watch. I, I've not. I've, I've, no. I think it might. I don't give it today. a time of day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if that came. That must have come up as a. Um, that must have come up as a talking point. If it didn't, I'd be shocked. Um, I just don't understand what's going on. Like, I mean, even. Even the goal Arsenal scored against Villa the other day, the referee didn't see that. Mm. If you see the position where the referee was, he did not see that as a handball. He's, he's, if, he's, if he says he does, Holly, I'll call it and say he's, he's a liar. This, he, you, you, he guessed. And mm-hmm. like the handball rule is one of the worst. That needs to be changed come the end of the season. That that has to be changed. Because even Jamie Redknapp said, he said that there's no way that goal should have been disallowed. It's, it's, it's insane. How can you have two players of different teams handball the ball, <laughs> but we get penalised? Play basketball, man. Even the incident with, I don't know if you saw it with Eddie and Ketty when he got elbowed. I don't think I did. And no. the guy got a booking. I said, oh my God. Um, Douglas, I think it's Douglas Costa, the centre-half for Villa. Like, I, I just, I, I don't know what we do because my, my big issue is that how can you have technology in other sports that works so well? And we've got worse with technology. Do you know what it is? It's because of money. We're still talking about it. That's what it is. Like I money genuinely... in terms of what? You think it's corruption? No, no. I think it's in terms of let's keep a talking point going so media outlets can keep talking about it and generate more. I think that's what it is. I purely think that. It's, it's like an episode of EastEnders every week. And we're and, always and you, talking about it. And you, and you, have you, have you made aware that apparently the, the, the referee that refereed the Arsenal Villa game is a Liverpool fan? Well, there you go then. <laughs> It make it make sense. Like it's just, and the thing is that that makes me laugh is the fact that they don't think fans can see it, and it's like we're not we're not thick. Um, but I don't think there's anything we can do because, like I say, we we as fans we're not going to sit here and not say anything. We're gonna want to get involved with this discussion. But as we get involved, it's like a snowball effect, and it just generates more. I th- I personally think that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Because people said look, if. if, if, if Look, I, I think that's the case with where Mikel Arteta made the comments. I don't think it's Arsenal. I don't. I don't think we, we got awful decisions before we made them comments. So it, this is even worse now. Like, you know, it's true. Like, I just, I don't know what to say anymore. Um, I, I generally don't know what to say. I mean, we can't just go, oh yeah, you know, they make mistakes and they're humans. If any manager comes out and says that, I don't care of any football club. You're talking bollocks. Like, you can't say that. You cannot say that. That's wrong to say that. You cannot watch games of football and see the decisions you're seeing. You saw the penalty incident with Jesus. And Karen Carney and Redknapp are like, oh, there's not, there's not enough in it. I'm like, did, <laughs> did, did, did Douglas Luiz get the ball? Ask yourself that question. Did he get the ball? We know the answer to the question because we saw the highlight. We saw the replay. I just, I don't that's understand. the thing as well. The fact that we sit here as fans and we watch replay, but they can't see it. I, I... It blows my mind. It really does. And I think it's, it's never going to change. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I don't... Listen, they could bring in 10 Howard webs. It's not going to make a difference. Um, <laughs> I just don't know where we go. And I, and I, I, I fear... 
I mean, we've got Liverpool away. I, I don't know what's going to happen in that game. I know we've got Brighton before that. and I, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I gen- I, and I fear, for, I, I honestly fear for Arsenal that day. I don't know what's going to happen. There's people like me that's going to enjoy it, but then when it happens on my foot, I'm going to lose it. So... <laughs> See, That's the joy obviously, the you saw with Mikel Arteta, he, 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 the reason why you heard the reason why he was in the stands for Saturday, right? Didn't he for kick over, off or something on the? No, for over ex- excessive celebration against Luton. Wait, what did he, he do? Because you he, know he that yellow, I can't stand card. him. He got okay. a yellow card. Okay. Celebrating. See, my manager few, don't really celebrate, so I don't understand but, it. But a few weeks ago, <laughs> Roberto De Zerbi was 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 hurtling across the pitch, and, and nothing know. happened. It's just, it's it's just crazy. My man turned and said he hates 80% of referees, bro. He said that. Roberto <laughs> Zerbi said that. And nothing happened. Oh, dude, that's so, quite yeah. funny. <laughs> no, it's, it's not funny, Holly, because it, it's, 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 it's the consistency. I know. Where is the consistency? Until it happens to me, I don't care. No, I'm joking. That sounds really no, you, bad. But, but, but you can't say that. Because, no, you I know, I know. That. Like I, know. I said, I did not see one Newcastle fan come out that day and say that goal shouldn't have stood. No. Oh, I'll they tell you, I was complaining. They won't. That's what it is. Yeah, but they weren't saying that when they got the penalty decision against them against PSG, though, didn't they? That's, but that's the argument. It swings in roundabouts, isn't it? That's what. And that's I can turn around say. and say, as a fan, that there's no way that should have been given. But apparently, the way they view handballs in in Europe is different from the Premier League. What, I don't know why. It's, it's the same game. That's what confuses me. <laughs> it's the same they have game. A different, they have a different threshold, don't they? As to what oh, they yeah, give. Don't talk to me about Ambles and Musa Sissoko, please. Let's move on. <laughs> well, yeah, Romero, I don't know how he... I, I, honestly, he did one early this season away to Bournemouth. And I don't know how he got away with that one. Mm, he's a very, very wrong, lucky boy. What is wrong with him, Holly? I think he just sees red. I generally think that's what it is. So wait till he plays you. Someone's getting kebabbed. Bad. No, honestly, I, 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 we were talking about it tonight and we were saying... I could not believe he stayed on. I, I, I could not believe what I was seeing. No, and the thing is, he is, for us, and you'll probably disagree, but I wouldn't say he's borderline world-class because that's talking out of my head or out of my butt, basically. But what I'm saying is he's a very, very good defender. He is a very good defender, but the thing that lets him down is his head. Because it's going to, I mean, we've already seen him suspend once this season. If he got I that red, three game ban. Another one. And and then we're thinking about if we lose him for this many games a season, <laughs> is there a point of having him in our team? Which is ridiculous because of how good he is, but his temperament lets him down. I know we were talking earlier about Lauren James. It's kind of the same kind of instance. Obviously, there was a bit of. Um, uh, hoo-ha between him and Vicario and I don't know whether yeah. that's why he decided to take him clean out but you can't do that and especially where he's um, part of the leadership team imagine oh, like oh, what oh. does that actually do to the rest of the team be like oh yeah it's alright to, oh. to just kick someone up in the air do you know what I mean uh, yeah it's a very I, I, uh, I, I tricky conversation Romero I, I honestly could not believe what I was seeing I said oh my god what does he need to do <laughs> There's, yeah, there's he's a very lucky boy. He's have to be on a stretcher before he comes, before he gets sent off. It, it, it's ludicrous. Man. I, I, you know what? I, I fear for listen. I fear for my team because I think we're. I think since Arteta's comments, I think it definitely has impacted because, like I said, I don't know if you saw the Luton game where I'm not joking. Gabriel Gabriel Margulies' arm socket almost it, it, the arm almost came out of his socket the way he got pulled. It was ridiculous, and it wasn't even referred. Oh my word! But if you go back to last season. We play Leicester City away. We score a banger from Trossard. No, no, the VAR, they picked up the foul by Ben White on the goalkeeper, though. They found that one. I love how you yeah. remember all these. My only one I remember yeah, yeah, is the yeah, Soko, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, because, Holly, there's a catalogue catalog when it comes to us with this happening. So that's why Arteta blew up at Newcastle. It wasn't just because of the, the goal um, they scored Newcastle. It was it was a dossier of, of incidents before that. And... and Listen, the only way we're going to not have anything to do with officials in VAR, in terms of, I'm talking about Arsenal here, is if we kill teams off. If Martin Odegaard doesn't waste two golden chances and sticks in the back of the net, we win the game. It's that simple. Mm. The Havertz goal. Saka just offside, scores a goal, but he's offside. Had chances, man. But anyway, enough of that, man. Holly. <laughs> People, episode 26 of Weekly Surgery. We are 49 minutes and 28 seconds in. It's been a fantastic show. With my YouTube top the wife. It's good to be reunited with her. This feels like a football Tinder date 
Um, I haven't had many too many of them in recent years or weeks or whatever, whatever how long it's been, I can't remember. Uh, but Holly, Holly's Twitter handle is going along the bottom of the screen, people. But Holly, obviously, I know you obviously, I know you support Tottenham, but obviously, because you're on my channel and I love you to pieces, where can the people find you, please? So you can just find me at Holly's Hot Spurs. Uh, it was Holly Agenbar, and then I realized my name's really complicated, so it's now just Holly's Hot Spurs. Um, and I talk about Tottenham normally every Monday at 7 pm oh, because that's the only day I can be organized for. So please make sure uh, you come and have a have a look if you don't mind uh, coming to look at the better side of North London. Um, but no, Albert, it's been great tonight. Thank you for allowing me to come on and, and be a guest. No, 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 I'm going to cut in there. No, it was great until you made that disgraceful comment. North London is red and will forever be red. You, you, you I, I will send the divorce papers in the post if you make that kind of comment on my channel ever again. Remember, this is the Arsenal channel, you know. Sorry, I will, sorry, that's, I, I accept your apology. I won't send the divorce papers to the post because I like you too much, so it's fine. And people, go and follow my esteemed Tottenham YouTube wife on her amazing channel. Any special guests coming up soon? Actually, don't tell them. Don't tell them. Tell oh, me wait, privately if we get mm -hmm. any like big, big, big cheese coming on. But um, of course, people, your host Albert JTV. Weekly surgery episode twenty-six. Twitter handle is along the bottom of the screen and Instagram handle as well. And also, people, if you look very, very closely. Top of either side. There you go. AUMO57 at AUMO15. See, I've got it all covered, Holly. Got it all covered. Um, people, when I do weekly surgery, I always always have to wear black. It's just, it's just a part of the, the trend for weekly surgery. Um, no colours, no colours. But I can find my outro. So, people, this will go out on the audio for my Apple listeners and Spotify listeners because I'm good like that sometimes. So you get to hear me and Holly. Holly, how does it feel to be a guest for once? I love it, man. I, I was on a podcast yesterday and I was like, this is so strange as well. Like, I've, I've been a guest two days in a row. What is going on? <laughs> and ha and the people, Holly actually is um, a moderator for my channel. She she didn't know that because she wondered what, what, why she got a blue um, spanner by her name. But you actually you can actually moderate in the chat, believe it or not. Oh, I've got the power, man. You, you see, I, I don't normally give power to people that support Tottenham, to be honest. But, um, you know, there you go. But I wouldn't know what to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, Arsenal big get restaurant player tomorrow and PSV and Brighton. Obviously, Spurs are playing Nottingham Forest away. Um, and yeah, that's episode 26. Weekly surgery is out, people. We'll be back for open heart surgery on another weekly weekly surgery podcast. Over and out, people. See you soon.